Welcome into the End of Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com. For the Wednesday card, April 20th, five days of racing, the only five-day week of the spring meet. Eight race card on Wednesday. Tom Leach here along with Keelan's uh, director of uh, wagering development, Jim Goodman. And we're going to talk about the late pick four, which starts in race five. But before we do that, Jim, uh, let us uh, talk about uh, an interesting score that a player had on the Saturday card. And it just goes to show that with some good handicapping, it doesn't take a lot to win a lot, right? Yeah, this is one of the best tickets I've ever seen. Uh, Somebody... Bought this ticket at the, the drive through uh, and cashed it at the equestrian room at the end of the day. And it's a 50-cent pick five ticket. Started in race seven with all, then single Campanelle, single Tawny Port in races eight and nine. Went three deep in a six-horse field in Jenny Wiley and caught Regal Glory, of course, the four-horse. And then was single to a 20-to-1 shot, Awesome Jerry, in the last leg. So spent $16.50, hit it for a gross amount of $18,923.30. Pretty good investment. So if you're playing pick fours and pick fives and you have some strong opinions, and uh, this person had a strong opinion on Awesome Jerry, a 20-to-1 shot in the last leg, and cashed in big at Kingland. Man, that is uh, is quite a score. Well, I don't know if we can give you one like that in the late pick four for Wednesday, but let's take a shot. It starts with a starter allowance on the turf at a mile, Phillies and Mayors three and up. Only two turf races on this Wednesday card, so no Keeneland turf pick three on this uh, Wednesday. But um, who do you like to start the late pick four in race five? Well, I'm from Kentucky, and I don't know. We say y'all here, but we also say Ewans. If you go to eastern Kentucky, it's Ewans or Ewanses. I have an aunt who used to say Ewanses, and I thought it was so funny. But I love number two, Ewans, for Joe Sharp. Uh, coming out of a fairgrounds race, uh, caught a yielding turf course last time out, but ran on a firm turf course the time before at a mile and 16. Just got beat ahead and a neck with 76 to 82 buyers in the best form of this Philly's life as a four-year-old. And she's only won one race, just like everybody else in here, but uh, has five seconds. So that's not true. There are some other horses that have won more than one race. So I really like Ewan's in here. Uh, also going to use uh, Viburnum. Uh, a horse coming out of a Dowager last year at Keeneland at a mile and a half, cutting back to a mile. And uh, that 85 buyer, you know, even though it, it was in a grade three and uh, she ran up the track, got beat five and a half, but uh, there's no grade three um, horses in here. So I think by Burnham at eight to one uh, for Kelsey Danner, who doesn't have a whole lot of horses here, but uh, Bashisa takes the mount. So uh, I'm going to use those two. I'm going to, Fade the Cox horse, Dreamful is coming off the turfway races where uh, been competitive uh, at a, a lower level but has not really broken through the buyer 80 barrier that's going to take to win this and go back to the turf races last year too in the 70s. So I don't think this is Cox's uh, best filly and, and I'm going to fade Dreamful in here. I may regret it, but I'm only going to use two in the pick four. I'm uh, actually using the same strategy. I'm using uh, one different horse than you did. I like Ewan's on top also. Uh, horses improved since moving to Joe Sharp's barn. And there are a lot of different uh, resources you have on the Keeneland website for handicapping. And one of them is Jeremy Plunk. And he looks at uh, trends of how different types of races are won or you know what uh, when, when trainers tend to, to get hot. And along the latter lines, 
he had a note that in uh, week three of the spring meet last year, both Rusty Arnold and Joe Sharp had their best weeks in terms of number of wins. So sometimes, you know, trainers might point for races later in, in the meet for whatever reason. And um, there's something to think about there uh, that added to my, added to the appeal of uh, number two for me in here. And also you get Irad Ortiz in the saddle. Uh, my other one's going to be Golden Voice. Uh, horses had a couple of good runs off the layoff, and it's Maker and Gaffleone. And the uh, third one off the layoff might be uh, her best, so I'm going to use that one. Like you, I've got Dreamful. Just, you know, if you're playing within the race, you could certainly uh, add Dreamful or, or just using, you know, exactas and tries in the race, but I'm not uh, using her in the pick four either. The other one I, I liked a little bit was Hat Tip, just because uh, she has four wins. But uh, I ended up just going too deep in here to make the ticket affordable. Sixth race is a non-winners of two lifetime claimer for three-year-olds and up going seven furlongs. And I ended up on a price in here in Barstow. This horse was favored last time out. It's been a few months back, but that was against Open Company. And these horses are, uh, although the rivals are I think, coming out of races against uh, pretty much restricted races and that was against open claimers so a tougher field and was favored horse won here by five lengths and change last year has a sharp local work corrales is having a really nice meet rides and in a race where i wasn't really high on anybody i thought why not uh, take a price here with a horse who has shown an affinity for the track so i took barstow on top i took uh, beep beep second on the class drop for norm cassie uh, Gray Wing also dropping in class. Uh, Lacey Goodet uh, hasn't run horses here before, but uh, a sharp trainer. And uh, she's got Gray Wing in here. And you've got a uh, horse with early speed, which is an asset in these seven furlong races. Again, going back to, to Jeremy Plunk's uh, trends of the seven furlong races. And uh, Irad Ortiz, who's battling for the riding title. Uh, he is in the saddle on this one. But uh, And Drop Anchor is another one for Walsh that you could consider. But... Uh, and I think I probably will throw that one onto my pick four ticket, but I took Barstow on top in here. How about you? Well, I used uh, a price, but not Barstow, but you make some good points, especially that race here last year at Keeneland, winning by five at a maiden 20. I like Beep Beep. Um, won his maiden, broke his maiden first time out at seven furlongs, and uh, this is the first time they've gotten him back to seven furlongs. They tried. Uh, they thought he might be a derby horse after that maiden breaker, uh, but the Rizzo Star was a disaster. Then he was off for over a year, so he had some issues. Came back and ran okay in a fairgrounds optional claimer and got beat by four and a quarter. Talamo takes it back. So I think Beep Beep is going to be the favorite in here, and I, I'm certainly going to use him because of his uh, experience at seven furlongs at Churchill. Also going to use a, horse, a couple horses you didn't mention. I'm going to use Captain Fantastic. Uh, just because one for 20 doesn't, doesn't really make you confident. But the last three races uh, at this level or just slightly below at Turfway have been very competitive. And then you go back a couple – he's been competitive. He's got a lot of seconds, a lot of thirds. Uh, may, may break through, and Saez takes them out. So this horse goes from Edgar Morales to Luis Saez, which is a big move up, four to one in the morning line. And I'm going to throw in a horse that may have no shot in here, but Dane Kabitsky – always comes up with a couple of live horses for the Keeneland meet. And El Segundo comes out of uh, Honing Valley, couldn't win an allowance race up there, but uh, broke his maiden life and you know, been off for a year and three months, broke his maiden at uh, Turfway 
fairly impressively back in December of 2018 or 2020. And um, the Mahoney Valley race was just a race to get ready for this one. I just take Dane has some live horses, and I'm going to throw El Segundo in here. He may be 40 to 1, but if he wins, it's going to spice up the big four. Let's go to race seven. Uh, non winners of three lifetime, uh, or non winners of three other than allowance, four year olds and up on the turf at a mile and a 16th. Uh, this is a nice group. You've got some stakes caliber horses in here. Where did you land? Yeah, we have a lot of allowance races here at Kingland that are disguised. There are stakes races disguised as allowance races. And this could be a, a small listed stakes race. Um, like the King for Flavian Pratt on the inside for Cassie. Comes out of Bryan Station last fall uh, here at Kingland. Caught a soft turf course that he may not have cared for. He was grade three placed before that. Uh, first time out, uh, moving from Wesley Ward to Mark Cassie. Uh, Cassie has been on uh, not much of a run here. He's 0 for 15 at Kingland, but I think this horse is live. Like Glade County for Mike Maker, 12 to 1 morning line. Probably won't hold up on this one coming out of a grade two at Gulfstream and has a win over the Kingland course um, back in the uh, uh, in 21. I'm going to also use Camp Hope for Kenny McPeak uh, coming out of the Hollywood Derby grade one. Uh, took a shot out there after uh, winning the Bryan Station at Kingland on that soft turf course. <clears throat> and the horse is two for two at Kingland. And I'm also going to use Beacon Hill for Michael Matz on the outside with Rosario uh, coming out of the Belmont uh, listed stakes race last fall. So I'm going to go four deep in here, and I'm going to have one. If Kentucky Ghost were to draw in, I'll be also eligible. Uh, I think he fits in here as well for Vicky Oliver and Bayerano. Uh, a lot of a lot of mid-90 buyers in his pocket. Uh, has only 0 for 4 at Kingland, but has one run well here in the past. Uh, got a couple of second places. So four deep, uh, five deep if we go to Kentucky Ghost if he gets in. I took uh, Camp Hope on top, uh, mainly of, of how well the horse ran here. Seemed to, this horse really moved up when they moved him to the turf last year up at Saratoga and then uh, got uh, really good here at Keeneland, so good that, as you said, they took him across the country, ran him in a grade one. And I remember thinking, I think I may have actually even bet him in there. I thought he had a shot. So I think uh, he he's a horse that has. Uh, they, I think I could see winning a, a stake at some point on the turf. Uh, question is, is he ready off the layoff? But uh, I'll bet that he will be for a, a trainer who certainly points for this meet. Uh, Grace Creek, I thought was interesting at a price for Paulo Lobo. This horse used to be in Chad Brown's barn and won here at Keeneland on this turf course when uh, running for Chad. Uh, Lobo's got good numbers off the layoff. And he's done good work with getting uh, horses into his barn. Uh, Center Isles, another one that came from Chad Brown that um, he turned into a, a nice allowance filly. She ran in the Madison. Uh, uh, didn't have a, a lot of success earlier at the meet, but she's turned into a nice uh, mare for uh, Paulo Lobo uh, after coming in from uh, Chad Brown. So same kind of move here with Grace Creek. Saez is riding. He seemed to heat up last week. So I think Grace Creek's interesting at a price. Both of the makers, I think, are worth uh, considering. Fancy Liquor and Glen County play like uh, or like the King, the one. Uh, yeah, coming off a layoff, but showed some class last year, including a second to Camp Hope. And then Beacon Hill, it's uh, Rosario and, and Matt's on the outside, and I think that one's uh, worth looking at as well. So I'm not going to go as, as deep as I want in here just for budgetary reasons. I see this as kind of a, a wide-open race, but I took Camp Hope on top. Eighth race. 
closes out the late pick four. The maiden claimers, three-year-olds and up going six furlongs. There are four horses coming out of fairgrounds races. I think one of them wins it. Uh, the one that ran in maiden claiming company last time fully connected the five is the one I would give the, the least chance to. I think it's likely to be four, nine, or eight. I took the four, Lapiz Lazuli. Um, Norm Cassie uh, does well with these drop downs. Horse has good speed, which I think that's the, the key angle here that gives him maybe an edge over the nine and the eight is uh, Lapiz Lazuli has more speed. Lunar Rocket is uh, uh, Brad Cox and a drop down, but comes from a little bit out of it. And uh, Art Heist, it's Stewart and Gaffleon, also a drop down, but also horse that comes from off the pace a bit. So I think the early speed for the four gives that one a little bit of an edge. I'll take that one to win, but use all four of the fairground shippers on my pick four ticket. How about you? I'm going to use the same horses, uh, but I, I give a little bit of an edge to fully connected. I'm going to toss that last race on the turf that they tried. Um, they tried to get him, uh, get him on the turf the time before that, and it was taken off and ran the best race he'd ever run. So the 64 buyer back there, you know, two back in a maiden 50, which is not much below a maiden special weight at, at fairgrounds, gives me hope that this horse might be a little bit quicker than uh, the four horse and uh, might get the jump. And Jimmy Graham is the best I've seen at milking a horse on the lead. So I, I get fully connected to Big Shot in here. Lapis Lazuli is my second choice. But I also use Luna Rocket and Art Heist for the reasons that you mentioned. And I'm going to throw in um, a local trainer here, Andrew McKeever, um, might have a little bit of a live horse in this horse called Hearns on the outside. Ran really well at um, Turfway Park in February at a maiden 15 level. And those Turfway course horses have come back and run pretty well here. So I think this horse, if it wasn't for 11 hole, I'd give him a big shot because the 63 buyer right off the bench is, is pretty impressive. So, I'm going to give Hearns a shot here on the outside. You might get a real price there. All right, let's talk pick four tickets. Starts in uh, race five. It wraps up the early pick four and starts the late pick four. And I'm going to use one, two with one, two, three, five with one, four, seven, ten with four, five, eight, nine for $48. How about your ticket? Well, it's similar. I didn't have a single either. Um, I spent 60 bucks. I have two nines with 279 with 13410 and throw in the 14 if he draws in with 458911 in the finale for a $60 ticket. Uh, no strong opinions here. It's uh, uh, maybe a little difficult Wednesday card, but you might catch a couple prices and make some money. Maybe it'll be like last Wednesday when they had uh, some <laughs> light up the tote board horses on the uh, Wednesday card. Best of luck with your plays on Wednesday, and we're doing podcasts for every day of the spring meet, so we see you for Thursday coming up next on the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.